inside left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Is that a woo just for the extra emphasis of the final week of the National Hockey League preseason, the stretch drive for the Vegas Golden Knights, who will finish up with games tonight, Thursday, and Saturday. One more home game, two on the road, including tonight's tilt against the Colorado Avalanche, trying to follow up that to win last week at T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights enter this one with a record of 2-2 two and two in the preseason, coming off uh, the most recent victory, and there's been a lot happening in and around the hockey club. The start of the Henderson Silver Knights training camp yesterday, which meant that there was uh, a division in the group in the sense of uh, there were some roster decisions made. Half that big group is now in Henderson, and the other half is vying for the last couple of spots and the last couple of opportunities to really make a statement in front of Pete DeBoer. And then you have the Robin Leonard situation, and Leonard, who put out the tweets on the weekend, spoke to the media today, and Ryan Wallace, it was a 13-minute media conference, which we will play for you in its entirety in a couple mm-hmm. of minutes, but you uh, you got to see and hear from Robin Leonard, who was very calm, thoughtful uh, in his delivery and explanation about what happened. Yeah, I mean, it, you heard from Robin Leonard as, as to why he he kind of felt like that was the avenue he had to go, and it was simply to to try to start the conversation so that things could improve for the next generation. Robin expounds on that throughout the 13-minute press conference, but it, it really boils down to Robin Leonard's desire to affect change in the NHL to make this league better for the players coming in now than maybe it was when Robin broke in and I think that when you when you real really kind of peel that down it's it's admirable what Robin Leonard's decided to do and and how he's stood up for those athletes that maybe don't feel comfortable voicing their concerns and opinions Uh, the series of tweets that uh, came out over the course of the weekend Uh, offered up some uh, accusations and some uh, innuendo uh, about what uh, has happened in and around the National Hockey League in Robin Leonard's experience and what he has been told. Uh, But there has been some clarification in the past 24 hours uh, regarding just the the name of uh, Elaine Vigneault and what Robin Leonard talked about uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers head coach. And uh, Robin wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he wasn't talking about Elaine Vigneault uh, handing out any types of uh, prescription uh, uh, medical uh, pills or anything of the the sort, uh, that it was strictly about uh, Elaine Vigneault and what he's heard about uh, how he conducts his coaching methods and his coaching mm-hmm. approach. So uh, that was one area of clarification before he even spoke today. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, a lot can kind of get lost, I think, in translation when when it, you're, you're on Twitter and you've got 280 characters and 
trying to to get the message across. But you know, we, when you go back and and read the tweets from Robin, I think that it was pretty clear that that the the comments directed toward Alain Vigneault was of that nature. It's good to have the clarification now, but you know, I, I think a lot of it had to do with with at least what I read was simply. The, the the coaching methods are are probably not what you'd want them or expect them to be uh, in 2021 but you know again i think that for for now it's it's less about kind of things uh, the message getting hung up on that and more about what type of change can can really come from this with the NHL the NHLPA and the players moving forward uh, taking care of uh, the confusion or misdirection or misinterpretation of one of the tweets uh, involving Elaine Bino and the Philadelphia Flyers to uh, locking down what he really wanted his message to be, and that is uh, going to bat for people with mental uh, health uh, concerns and also the injury side of it with Jack Eichel and defending uh, his former teammate and his friend. So uh, here is Robin Leonard at the podium addressing the media, starting with a statement today at City National Arena. I'm going to start with a statement before any questions. Um, last 72 hours has been uh, incredibly difficult, um, but also incredibly valuable to me, uh, to my career, my life goals. Uh, and uh, I've been extremely hard. Um, it's not easy to do this, but um, I had a great talk with the NHL and the NHLPA over the last day. I'm excited for the potential change that can be made to protect the younger generation. This is something I've been advocating for for years, and I'm encouraged about the approach they want to take um, to build on that. I. I've tried in many avenues to bring some, some change of things that I've gone through in my career. And I don't want to see what anyone else, because I know how close it's been for me, my family, my kids, personal friends, teammates. I'm always going to advocate for mental health and advocate for this league. Uh, but moving forward, I'm looking to help in more private matter. This weekend was a cry for help from this league. The league that I love, that's given me so, so much. But I'm just looking to protect the younger players. And uh, the only way to affect change in my mind is to do it in a non-public fashion. Uh, I feel like I'm very encouraged about uh, the talks that we, I've had and that we're going to have moving forward. I may not be able to answer all your questions because of some of the change uh, will take time. I appreciate your respect when asking your questions, and uh, that's uh, I'll open up for any questions. Not to throw any of my fellow friends or players under the bus. But there's a way of going about matters. This weekend is the way I don't like to do it. But I've tried in different ways for many times and many different forums. But I think a lot of other, you know, retired players don't get changed because they go in with the axe right away instead of, 
And I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking to bring anything down. I'm not looking to talk about this in a public matter anymore. I want to bring change with my experiences of people and evidence that I have myself. And uh, that's why I believe that this will be successful. And I've had, again, two very good calls and I have a few more coming up. And uh, I believe that they are sincere. And I'm an optimistic person. This is something that I've fought for for a long time. And uh, to look for this, for, for a change for the younger generation, to not go through what I have gone through and, and others that I know. Greeting the media I've today, already had them, I will arena. have more. And, uh, uh, you know, they got to give them credit. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to run a league. You know, it's uh, tough to know everything. You know, it's not blaming anyone specifically. It's just there's some change to, that I can come to light to make sure that players don't suffer in silence, mental health, all these types of things where I think that I and other players have good insight. All I'm asking for is to be a part of that change and that discussion to fix some of the things for us as players. And uh, I don't want to see any players suffer in silence anymore. And I don't want to see things like Jack Eichel happen to anyone else anymore. Yeah. No, listen, uh, people point a lot to my mental health and this bipolar episode, whatnot. I'm doing, people seen, I've come into camp in really good shape, really good mind, uh, mind frame, very excited. It's not something I enjoy. This is incredibly tough. But for a long time, I've been trying to, to be heard and to implement ch some change, not publicly. It hasn't happened. And uh, what happened over the weekend was a cry for help. And uh, in the end of the day, it's how we, it brought the conversation and brought everyone to the table. And uh, the rest will be behind closed doors and it will not be in the public eye. You're listening to Robin Leonard, who met with the media today at City National Arena after meeting and speaking yes. with the National Hockey League and the NHLPA. No, there. No, my message, my message is very clear. I'm not looking to hurt anyone. That's why I'm offering my, you know, don't want to do public anymore. I want to, I don't want to hurt anything. I just want to be a part of the conversation and share my stories of what's the right and wrongs and uh, the, the different things that have been through my career and the things that I've seen around. And, you know, people are hurting, people are hurting after their careers. And, you know, I don't want to see that when there are things that we can implement to not have that happen. But it's going to be in a, not a public forum anymore. And, uh, you know, I don't want to cause a distraction for my team that's going for the Stanley Cup. I'm going for the Stanley Cup, but this is a huge issue for me, you know, as, you know, lives matter more than Cup for me. Was the pressure part of your conversation? And was he receptive and good listening? Both, uh, uh, both uh, NHL and NHLPA were ex extremely open. Uh, uh, to allow what I had to say, and I expect some really good calls going forward. As they know, I'm not. I'm just here to help. I'm not here to, for anything else, and I'm not. And I don't want to do, put myself in this position anymore throughout my career. I just. I'm going to still talk about mental health in society and mental health in general, but the league will be the league, and I 
think I will have the chance to be a part and other players hopefully uh, be a part of implementing some change that's going to benefit all of us, not just the players, but the teams. Um, that's all I want. I want this league to be extremely successful, which they are, but uh, there, there are things in my experience throughout my career that shouldn't happen and we, we're, we're, we're taking that behind closed doors. As I said, my, my discussions with the league is, uh, uh, are private and it will remain private. And uh, I understand that there will be backlash to me uh, regarding some things, and that's fine. I'm okay with that because in the end of the day, finally, I'm a part to raise my voice to the people that matter to implement change. And no matter what happens to my image or what people think about me, they can make their own judgment. I'm fine with that because this is a huge step in the right direction. The Tenkaichi situation has been resolved to his satisfaction. Are we even having this conversation? Or is that the parallels to you to say what the Northern Marshall Court wants? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a part of it. Um, but that does take away. Uh, you know, what I've been fighting for for a long time is mental health and, and, and problems that I've gone through and seen personal friends suffer from and friends outside the league and all stuff. Like, we just want some help with some change. It's not all anyone's fault. It's all of us' faults. It's a lot of I've done. It's my fault, you know, but there can be things in place to help everyone more. What happened to Eichel? I know Eichel. He's my captain. I know his family. I have tremendous love for his dad. I know they're not, not lying and I can't stand by and sit and see a fellow player and a friend happen what's happening when I've been through kind of similar things and I'm and um, we all worry about his neck or whatnot but how about his mental health that's kind of part of my my whole journey right how many people are talking about his health uh, uh, mentally so in the end of the day I feel like the CBA is the CBA, but the CBA also states you do the best thing for your patient. And I think every doctor take a take a what do you call it a bow for that. And I think what's happening to him right now is nothing the best for the patient. And I don't think that's the doctors that uh, are in charge. Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show. As you listen to Robin Leonard, who greeted with the media today after his flurry of tweets on the weekend. No, it's been great from uh, a, a certain amount of players. Again, after your career, this is where it's so like what I said is, and what I've been trying to implement is nothing new. A lot of people have talked about. It. I'm an active player. This is extremely hard. That's why active players don't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I want change. And I will not do this anymore. And I will not. I will try to affect change in other ways. And uh, but I, change is is coming, and that's why I'm doing for the younger generation. And that's what I just want to have a conversation. I'm not demanding anything. I'm not threatening anyone. I just want people to hear our stories. And make sure that people don't get hurt. Um, just to be clear, you not what I'm aware of. Um, again, I'm willing to take any consequences for my action. I have, I'm, I think what people know and think about me is fairly clear. Everyone has, it's obviously mixed opinions, but 
I'm sitting here ready for any consequences that might come my way. I am, um, a man stands up for what I believe in and I've been fighting for this for a long time. And again, I feel like it's been a really hard 72 hours with mixed emotions, some really hard emotions, some tears, but also some joy of seeing that, you know, finally reached to the right platforms and been able to at least express express my feelings and maybe even if it's a maybe get some get some change for the younger generation when you see when you get messages from guys saying like thank you for for doing this i wasn't i wasn't going to come out and say that no uh, i mean everyone's their own person i pre everyone is comfortable with what they're comfortable i'm not comfortable with this i did i did it anyways um i'm not comfortable doing any of this it's extremely hard especially again not hide behind anything because i'm proud bipolar person but it's not easy with a storm like this and being the people think i seek attention and stuff like that i really don't i i really don't like it it's it's not easy for me mentally but uh, i don't think i have to do that anymore and uh, that's why it's been a whirlwind of ups and downs that i think it's turned into a bit of a joy right now of at least having someone listening and maybe make it a little bit better for the younger generation or maybe other sports even listen to this as well. If it can help 1%, I'm happy about that. It means everything to me. Um, obviously, this is a very goal-oriented team. We don't want, I don't want distractions. I don't want this for any one of our players. Um, but they've been very supportive in everything. And uh, in the end of the day, I've said it many times, it's not just because I play here, because I believe people see that I call it as it is. I haven't seen anything here, you know? They go over the top here, you know? And they're very diligent and careful about things and kind of how I want it to be everywhere. And uh, I've been advocating to have met, met mental health professionals in every team, not just sports science guys, you know, because there's a lot of mental health ar around in sports as well. You know, I'm trying to just get my voice heard. And uh, but again, now it's going to be non-public forum and that's where maybe some change can happen. And I respect I hope that people respect that. And uh, I will still be open to talk about mental health in general and my ex experience as non-hockey player in life about stuff. but things with the league will stay behind closed doors because uh, that's where I think you brought up the Kima Lu and you know maybe a, da a Daniel Carcillo who I know know well and all that stuff I, I don't want to fight with the league I want to implement change um, and there's different ways of doing it I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong or right but I'm doing what I believe in and I'm willing to give up my public voice about these matters to implement change and I think that's the way to do it. Well, the course of the weekend, uh, there was about uh, 25 uh, to 36 hours uh, where it was the story in the National Hockey League, the series of tweets that uh, Robin Leonard put out uh, causing uh, a change when it comes to communication between the National Hockey League, the NHLPA, and the goaltender regarding mental health. And uh, uh, it goes deeper than that. And there's been uh, talk about uh, different areas where Robin Leonard has concern and I think what you get out of that was 
this hasn't been uh, the most enjoyable period, but he put himself out there in a sense to make change and had to endure it. And he did that. He's not on this trip. Uh, he will not play tonight uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we do expect him to see action in the in one of the two final games for the, the Vegas Golden Knights in this preseason. But uh, uh, important that Robin Leonard spoke uh, about this and addressed this situation and the events over the last uh, 72 hours. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that that's kind of the the lasting impression that I have is the last 72 hours have taken a toll and, and, you know, it's, it's not easy to be the guy that, that, you know, kind of starts the conversation. It's uncomfortable to put yourself out there like that. And you, you can kind of tell based on, you know, Robin's delivery and you can tell kind of based on his body language from the video, just how much of a toll the last 72 hours have taken. But now the message is out there to the people that need to hear it. The conversations and the talks are going to be ongoing and for Robin, it, it's something that now he can do behind closed doors. He can do with the league and the NHLPA and try to impact and, and impart change that way. And not to be lost in the 13 minutes, but we should revisit, is that Robin himself uh, spoke uh, admirably about the two really positive talks or calls that he had with both the National Hockey League and its representatives, and the National Hockey League Players Association, who he also challenged in those tweets. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, when we chatted about this yesterday, Darren, we were talking about kind of the trajectory we think this is going to go and, and how encouraged I was that in the immediate aftermath of, of the tweets, it was more about let's start a conversation as opposed to the league stepping in with anything disciplinary or the NHLPA stepping in with anything disciplinary. I think that that just in general shows kind of where the collective headspace is between Robin Leonard, the NHLPA and the NHL. And, you know, the only hope that, that you have coming out of this is that, you know, players are, are, are a little bit freer to voice their concerns and talk about things that they'd like to see changed and implemented and that all parties involved can continue to progress forward and, and make this league better for everybody. Uh, he also mentioned that there's more calls to come. Mm -hmm. uh, he will not sit by idly and watch nothing happen uh, sure. after enduring all this. It's, it's one thing to, to put yourself out there, uh, suffer the, the consequences and the attention and uh, the, the controversy uh, that has uh, fallen after those tweets uh, and get through that. But to make it all worthwhile, there has to be uh, a follow-up. And this, is, I think, proves that Robin Leonard will not just let this be a, a one-and-done, that there will be change, or even though he doesn't want to, then uh, then he will have, have more to say. Hopefully, and, and I mean this honestly, I, I hope we don't hear this publicly again because mm -hmm. that would mean that the National Hockey League, working with Robin, and the National Hockey League Players Association, working with Robin and the NHL, are, are doing their part and, and making the, the progress and the necessary steps that, that he deems that will be worthwhile to help players, both of this generation and the, the next generation. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I, and, and I think that that's kind of the, the main theme from this press conference is that now it's, it's a, 
a collaborative effort between the NHLPA, NHL, Robin Leonard, and that everything, if it's progressing and moving towards something, will be behind closed doors. It won't be out on public, on public domains. It won't be on Twitter. It won't be uh, via press conferences. And I think that that's kind of the big, the big takeaway here is that the hope now is the conversation is started and it frees up Robin Leonard to be able to discuss this in, in the most concise and, and simple way with the people that can impart change and that it, it won't have to be something where Robin has to put himself out there every single time uh, he feels like the conversation needs to continue to move forward. Uh, I, I give him credit because mm-hmm. he he's braver than I ever would be <laughs> in, in going down this path. Sure. Because there's so many of us that just want to fly under the radar. And maybe he does too. But he, he goes that extra step. And whether it was last season when we heard from Robin on a, on a couple of occasions, uh, mm-hmm. uh, unprompted, uh, would talk about mental health and and the goal of, of having the resources there for the players. And then in this situation where, again, it's out of uh, left field or unexpected. It, it pops up on Twitter. But the message uh, it comes from right place and this is a player uh you, you, you can't you can't sugarcoat it is stepping into a challenging situation in replacing a legend and it would be easier to try and do that quietly without mm-hmm. this happening than what has occurred and given that and having watched him and then listened to his tone uh, you realize it it's not just somebody going out for attention that he made himself vulnerable but for what he believes is the right cause could you do it differently i think we all agree and and robin you, you got the sense of that that uh, that wasn't his choice to do it necessarily uh, in 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 such grandiose uh, fashion where he's making headlines across the sports world not just the nhl but there's there's progress there and that's that's got to be looked at as positive and also putting himself out there in what is going to be a, uh, a pressure-packed situation next week, uh, a week from tonight against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I mean, it's it's power of conviction, right? In, 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 in Robin Leonard's eyes, this is what needed to be done. And, you know, as you mentioned, it, you know, a lot of people, I think, in that same situation would, would try to fly under the radar as much as possible. And I think what we kind of learned about Robin Leonard this week is that he's not afraid to kind of put himself into the middle of of starting the conversation understanding there are consequences that are going to be swirling around that especially uh, going into a year where there's a lot of different things going on in the background and and I think I com- you know I commend him on his ability to to kind of stand in the pocket and knowing that this isn't necessarily going to be the the easiest thing in the world to do and just going and doing it because he believes it's right. It, you have power and conviction. You believe what you're doing means something and that it's important beyond just yourself. It's important for everybody else. Um, I think there's a lot of power in that. And, and I commend Robin for standing up for what he believes in and getting this conversation moving in the right direction. You know, there's part of me that that believes that he's somewhat taken aback or surprised at how big this got 
Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side where I truly believe he knew exactly what he was doing and hoped to get to this stage where he had an audience with the National Hockey League and the NHL Players Association. He called it a cry for help and, mm-hmm. and would get to the point where there was action. And uh, maybe the, the, the truth is, is somewhere in the middle, but uh, uh, it did cause ripples in and around the National Hockey League. But if it leads to calmer days ahead, mm-hmm. that's, that's positive. It's just how you get there, and, and uh, you don't want to be in a boat where you go in circles causing your own waves. Sure. But sometimes that's, that's the way y- you have to go about it. And it's not for everybody, that's for sure. It's not for me. Uh, and I, I, I do, I, I commend him for that, for, for, for making himself, uh, uh, the, the, the focal point in this. And now it's, it's time to play hockey for him. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. you, you could hear uh, a couple of points, uh, where he said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. This, this is incredibly hard. Uh, uh I don't want to cause a distraction. Uh, but cups, uh, Stanley Cups are, are the goal for this team. But but lives are worth more than cups. It's he's he's hoping through today's media press conference, and he had to speak today or or mm-hmm. this week had to speak uh, sooner than later on this, and he did. Uh, this was the turning of the page. He got his message across. People listened. Sounds like there was significant progress made or a plan to make that progress. But the, the hockey side of it is, and there is that part of it, as callous as that may sound for me, mm-hmm. that, that's the reality. And, and Robin now sounds like he wants to, he, he, got, he delivered his message, now let's play hockey. And he has to go out and he has to play hockey and he has to play good hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, it, it, it was... It was about the audience. It was about the conversation. It was about moving things forward. But right now for Robin Leonard and for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's about the season opener on October 12th and, and having a good regular season and getting themselves into a, into a spot where they can challenge for the Stanley Cup. That's, that's the next objective for the Vegas Golden Knights and for Robin Leonard. Huge steps in the right direction. That's what Robin Leonard called his conversations uh, with the National Hockey League and the NHLPA. Uh, We will see how much he plays in the final two games uh, on Thursday against the Arizona Coyotes at home and then San Jose on Saturday on the road in uh, North Central California. He will not play tonight. Uh, That assignment will fall uh, to Logan Thompson. Logan uh, Laurent Brassois will back up tonight. We'll talk about uh, the lineup tonight, what Pete DeBoer is looking to get out of this. This game against the Colorado Avalanche as the Golden Knights uh, aim for uh, two in a row against both the Colorado Avalanche and overall in this National Hockey League preseason. From the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and here in Denver at Ball Arena, you're listening to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Ball Arena, the site of tonight's uh, Vegas Golden Knights Colorado Avalanche preseason encounter between the two beasts of the West Division last year. Uh, this time around, they will be in separate loops. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights returning to the Pacific, and of course, the Colorado Avalanche playing in the Central. 
both expected to receive pushes for first place in the uh, range of the Golden Knights. That's likely to come from the Edmonton Oilers. The Colorado Avalanche will have to deal with uh, surges from the Winnipeg Jets, maybe the Minnesota Wild. Are the St. Louis Blues going to take one more deep run at a Stanley Cup playoff? Uh, there's, uh, there's more, I, I think, mystery in and around the Central Division than what we're going to see from the Pacific, where in doing the different previews and, and going through the team uh, looks like L.A. is younger. They're going to be better. But that that's counting on some young players to take big steps. Uh, San Jose is an interesting one because they their veterans haven't been good the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Does that stop or does that slide slow where they, they find something? Because if, if, they're, if their top-loaded talent, their front-loaded talent is good or really good, then they could be in the mix for a playoff spot, not not for the division, but they're going to need Evander Kane. And there's uh, there's a report out today uh, regarding the investigation into Evander Kane today. Yeah, it's an interesting report. AJ Perez with uh, Front Office Sports tweeted out uh, a little while ago that the investigation of the Sharks for of Sharks forward Evander Kane over allegations he violated league COVID nineteen protocols centers around the possibility that he submitted a fake vaccination card. I don't know if there's any punishment. I don't, I don't think there's sure. any like yeah. written, like declared, if you do this, then you face this type of discipline. Right. It's not, it's not a good look if that's the case. But as far as like automatic suspension, anything like that, I don't know whether it's, it, it's there. Like morally, like there's... There's some some serious gray area uh, sure. of of going around rules uh, in, in that regard. Again, just yeah, a I mean, it, it, yeah, and and I guess kind of you know my my bigger question because as far as like punishment or or what type of consequences you you would face in this situation because it, it's really not been defined yet. Um, it's more for me just about internally. It's about where the San Jose Sharks are at right. with Evander Kane. Do like regardless of what the investigation from the league kind of puts before Doug Wilson, what is the future of Evander Kane with the San Jose Sharks? If they are a borderline playoff team with him, mm-hmm. they got no chance without him. That's, I mean, top goal scorer. Uh, top uh, point producer. He was on pace for a 35-goal season uh, mm-hmm. a, a year ago. Hey, say what you want about Evander Kane, the person or sure. the rival, but he, he's he's their best player. I, I, I mean, I'm not denying that, but I think you and I have a little bit different opinions of where the San Jose Sharks are right now. I, you pose the question, right? What happens if they're veterans? What happens if their elite talent start to, to play better? I still don't think it's enough. Like even if you get a better season out of Eric Carlson or Brent Burns or you get a little bit more out of Logan Couture or Evander Kane is able to come back and play for you, I just I feel like where their ceiling is right now is so far below where it needs to be for this team to be a borderline playoff team. I just I don't see it with the San Jose Sharks. I just don't. Uh, and goaltending, too. Their, their goaltending yeah. should be uh, a, a little bit better. The Vegas Golden Knights going with Logan Thompson uh, in goal tonight. 
uh, to play him at center would be a, a strange decision, so I'm glad that uh, they're not going to go down that path. Uh, Logan Thompson gets a second start in this uh, National Hockey League preseason, and we've seen uh, a transition in that position uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights with Marc-Andre Fleury moving on uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks and Robin Leonard taking over the number one guy. Uh, Laurent Brassois with a shutout last week, and now Logan Thompson steps in, and you've got some some depth here uh, within the uh, the organization. And I thought Pete DeBoer had some uh, interesting comments regarding uh, Logan Thompson and his development o- over the last couple of years. Would he trust Logan Thompson in a game if something happened to their top two goaltenders and Thompson had to come up and play? He played 12 minutes uh, a year ago. And it was DeBoer that uh, said today, you know, it, a year ago after 15 games, maybe, maybe not. But after mm-hmm. seeing his body of work over the last season and being named the American Hockey League's top goaltender, for sure. There is some faith. Uh, there is faith in Logan Thompson as that number three goaltender behind Brossois and Leonard. Yeah, I mean, and it's a testament to Logan Thompson and the work that he put in last year in just kind of going about his business, getting better. And, you know, I, th- I think he's been good. He was good in his one preseason start to this point. And I think it's a, a good indication for me that later into the preseason, Logan Thompson gets another start. I, I You get another 60 minutes of, of gameplay. You get an opportunity to evaluate him with uh, slightly different talent on the ice from the Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for Logan Thompson to submit another lasting impression on Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff should he be needed later on in the regular season. It's a meteoric rise, buddy. It is. For, for, yeah. for Logan Thompson into this position as a number three goaltender with momentum, with with uh, a, a real uh, push to rise even higher in the in the depth chart. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But you know, you you kind of take advantage of it when you have it in front of you. And you know, this this is going to be an interesting season in the AHL for Logan Thompson. You you know what he was able to do last year, but the circumstances surrounding the season in the AHL last year were very different. And, you know, when, when we had Tim Speltz on yesterday, he was talking about just the body of work this year for Logan as the number one guy is going to be a little bit closer to what you'd expect it to be in a regular season. And how does the workload and how does the work rate kind of play with Logan Thompson? How does he, you know, have a, how does he take the success from last year and roll it into this year? Like, those are all questions that need to be answered, but in talking to the player, in in understanding how confident the player is in his abilities, I don't think there's going to be much uh, of a problem for Logan Thompson to go out there and prove that he can do it again at the AHL level. And then if he's given an opportunity, prove that he could do it at the NHL level too. I'm going to borrow a line from my friend John Cooper, coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who told me uh, last year uh, that uh, there's nothing good about COVID and he's not giving COVID any credit. I asked Mm -hmm. him, what what came out of COVID and, and the bubble that maybe you could you could carry forward? And he was quite honest, like nothing. Like we're we're not we're not giving COVID a, a stick tap on any regard. Sure. Anything yeah. that we've done. Logan Thompson, you could make a case that the COVID situation helped him get to the point that he is right now. And why that's the case is the taxi squad with a third goaltender up last year with the the big club, the Golden Knights, put Oscar Dansk behind Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. 
that freed up time and, and an opportunity for Logan Thompson to play a ton in the American Hockey League, mm-hmm. where he normally would have been behind Oscar Dansk with good right. reason. Yeah. And when Logan Thompson got hot, they Manny Viros and company played him even more, and he, and he got a longer look, and now look where he is. It, it, that wasn't the big plan all along, but opportunity meets talent and preparation, and you get what you are witnessing now is a player uh, turning what was a question mark of his professional career. Remember two years ago he was in Canadian college. Uh, mm-hmm. Question mark about just getting a look to being on the radar to play in the National Hockey League because of a weird global pandemic and the unusual roster configuration that we saw last year. And full credit to Logan Thompson for yeah. recognizing recognizing what's in front of him and going out there and playing inspired hockey and, and just kind of taking taking that opportunity by the horns and making a name for himself. I, I think that, you know, you, you have some people that are able to to recognize what's in front of them and it, it's too much pressure or it's not enough pressure, whatever the case. But for Logan Thompson, he had an opportunity in front of him and he has not looked back and you, it's a testament to his mental fortitude. It's a testament to his skill set. Uh, and it's just a testament to a guy taking advantage of an opportunity. Is is goal the deepest part of the organization or is it at forward? Def- defense Lots. is is also, you've got seven guys who <laughs> you hard. know are going to play and, and start your year. So yeah. I, I'm not sure that there's, well, there's not a weak spot anywhere, but <laughs> I don't know whether I can tell you definitively whether it's up front on the blue line or in goal with Leonard Bersois, Thompson, and Dylan Ferguson, who won a Kelly Cup, mm-hmm. and Yuri Patera behind him. Uh, yeah. That that uh, that are the the goaltenders that will play professionally this year. It's it's an impressive uh, group of goaltenders that this team has put together in the last three years. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and it's an interesting question, and maybe one that we dive a little bit deeper into at some point here. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the deepest part of the organization is right now because you look at their forwards. It's it's very very bright for the Golden Knights and and what's coming up the pipeline and what they've already got on the NHL roster. You look at the defense, and it's it's maybe nine or ten deep right now, re- realistically. Uh, and then you've got goaltending, and you've got three that, that I think are going to you, – you've got Robin Leonard and Laurent Brassois, who are very, very good. Logan Thompson, who I think is, has all the tools to be very good at the NHL level. Uh, this is a team that doesn't have many holes on the NHL roster, and the players coming up the pipeline look to be able to fill in and, and keep that window open for the Golden Knights even longer. I like what Pete DeBoer had to say when uh, discussing the victory on Friday night, a uh, 4 nothing decision that uh, the team responded with uh, a good, solid night's work. And uh, they looked more like themselves to that identity. We'll see what happens tonight uh, in Denver against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Catching up with Chapman. Final thoughts before we turn things over to Ryan Wallace for the VGK pregame show as we continue from both Denver and Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Gary Lawless just poked his head into the radio studio. Of course, he'll be doing uh, the analyst work on the broadcast tonight at Fox Sports Las Vegas, along with Brian McCormack. 
He was in the VGK team booth beside me for the last hour, but Kelly McCrimmon kicked him out. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure about that, but he just showed up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that, that Kelly kicked him out of that booth. You seem happy about that, too. <laughs> I am. I like it when Gary Lawless gets uh, uh, moved around. He's, not, he's usually the one doing the moving. <laughs> he's ignoring me right now. Uh, what's up, Chapman? Uh, not much. Uh, getting ready for a big night in sports, obviously. Golden Knights taking on the Avalanche in uh, another preseason game, but also Yankees-Red Sox. Uh, don't even talk about that. that. That's already under protest because uh, everybody went out of their way to uh, well, did make you, sure that the did, Blue Jays... Did you hear it. that conspiracy? Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I might have started it. Oh, so, so Ryan, in case you didn't hear, I'm going to let you know. So yeah, the conspiracy theory is that Tampa Bay, yeah. who yeah. were the number one seed, purposely yeah. lost to the yeah. Yankees on Sunday yeah. so that they would not have to play Toronto yeah. in the playoffs. But, but Plus, we have bad blood with Tampa. He, the, the, the manager decided to pitch to the Yankees' best hitter with a man on third, and was it two yeah. outs in the ninth inning? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, an absolute... Um, I can't even say it on the on, on the radio. So how I'm, how upset is, I is all of Canada the, uh, with with Tampa right now for for letting the Yankees win that game? Have you not listened to me in the last twenty seconds? Well, I speak well, for our nation. You, you speak for everybody. Yeah, I speak for our how, nation. How does how does Gary feel? Is Gary a big baseball fan? We're sour. Yeah. right now we're <laughs> sour. We got absolutely hosed. I w- I was pulling for Toronto. I I wanted to see them get in. I am cheering for everybody but Tampa. <laughs> so bitter. No ghosts, uh, apparently, in, in, in Tampa. Let, let me tell you this. I haven't been this bitter in a long time, <laughs> and you guys know how sour I can get. That that surprises that gives me. You an, really that does. gives you an idea of the level that I'm at right now. So, so has Kevin Cash reached the level of Chapman where he's now banned from the entire country? Oh no! I would love Kevin Cash to come up and explain that. Oh, oh! Now, now I'm getting punched uh, by everybody's punching me up here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why he's punching me. Oh! So you know, I think Brian's a Yankee fan, so he's probably yeah. enjoying it. This is this is just I'm I'm not coming on these road trips anymore. Everybody's mean to me. Uh, from Colorado. In the beautiful city of Denver, uh, I'll pass things off to Ryan Wallace for the VGK pregame show next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.